My friend, I am such a big believer that your mindset is everything. It can really dictate if your life has meaning, has value, and you feel fulfilled, or if you feel exhausted, drained, and like you're never going to be enough. Our brand new book, The Greatness Mindset, just hit the New York Times bestseller back-to-back weeks. And I'm so excited to hear from so many of you who've bought the book, who've read it, and finished it already, and are getting incredible results from the lessons in the book. If you haven't got a copy yet, you'll learn how to build a plan for greatness through powerful exercises and toolkits designed to propel your life forward. This is the book I wish I had when I was 20, struggling, trying to figure out life. 10 years ago, at 30, trying to figure out transitions in my life, and the book I'm glad I have today for myself. Make sure to get a copy at lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get your copy today. Again, lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get a copy today. Also, the book is on Audible now, so you can get it on audiobook as well. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. The power of collaboration to get the, the best output for what you're doing is really, is really about giving more mm-hmm. and also learning and be, becoming more of a student and listening. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome back, everyone, to School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest. We have the inspiring Steve Aoki in the house. My man. Good to have you back. Again, yeah, second time around. The thing that I really appreciate about you is the way you think about your life, your career, your business through the lens of art and collaboration. Something I really admire about you. You know, I've, I've seen your stuff a decade ago. I've watched documentaries and seen things evolve and and a lot of it seems to be have this artistic expression along with collaboration. And, and obviously drive and hustle is, is moving all these things forward. You're like one of the most booked DJs in the world, right? And I'm curious, did you always think that collaboration was gonna be a big part of your success and learning how to build great art with other people and lifting others up as well? Did you feel like that would always support you in this career, in this endeavor? Yeah, I think uh, when I think of collaboration, I think of, of, of your contribution. And so this brings me back to day one for me. So when I got, when I found music as like, okay, this is gonna be my life, my lifestyle, my culture, everything. When I was like 15 years old, that's when I understood this, this, this term collaboration, but more this, this idea of like how much can I contribute to something I love, to this community? And then it's a collaboration because you have to come to the table with something, right? So if you're gonna collaborate, if we're gonna collaborate, 
It's not like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna be just chilling and you're gonna do all the work and it's a collaboration. Like the best collaborations is 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 like the like premium contributions from everyone in that group. And then you get a one plus one equals one hundred. Right. But if everyone's pat too passive, then you're gonna get one plus one equals two, you know? Mm. So it's like I learned luckily I learned this this idea of contribution and how important that is to my community when I was so young. Really? Because because in the punk hardcore scene, which is what the music genre I got involved in, it was so small that everyone's everyone had an impact. And we felt the impact. You know? How did everyone have an impact? Because you all had to like bring like two friends and you had to create the experience and the and the whole thing, right? Like so you think about it like this, like the way religion works, way like, you know, sports work, whatever communities are there that have like, you know, strong sense of like, oh, I, I, you know, I want to be part of it. This kind of feeling of bonding. It's all based on like, how do you spread the message? How do you get people to understand what you believe in is so strong? Like I, I, I believe in this so strongly. I'm going to knock on every door and tell everyone about the word of Jesus Christ or whatever it might be. So very similar to that with this scene, our scene's so small. There's only like a few kids. I remember there's like five kids in my high school that listen to this music and no one get, gets it because it's screaming music and thrashing right, guitars. Hear the words. Yeah, yeah. But like once you feel it, you're like, oh, this is like, this is changing my life. I just want to like figure out how do you get the message out? You have to write a zine. You have to interview bands. You have to put on shows in like abandoned warehouses. You have to um, start a band. Because you can, because there's no one else like else doing it. You have to learn music. You have like, it's all these things. It's like you're not, you're no longer a passive participant. And this is like the main differential. I think is when I listened to music before. Then I was I was a passive participant, like listening. Oh, this is cool. I'm like, I, I love these lyrics. I'm gonna sing the songs. I'm, you know, I like this band or this group. To like being a creator in the space because you now have an impact. Like when I make a zine at Kinko's and I'm like putting my stuff together and my poetry and putting this in and I give it to someone, it actually, people are gonna they care about it because there's not many people doing it. Right. So it was like at, at that point, I was lucky to have this kind of onboarding into contributing and then that essentially that's collaboration. So like the more you contribute, that's actually a quality service or quality thing. That's like actually impacting your little culture. You, you, once you feel it and resonates with you, then you want to do it again in a different means. You know, like I first started doing a Xena and I see a band, I'm like, Oh, I can do that too. I want to like pick up guitar and, and with my friends that don't know how to play and we're going to, we're going to thrash around. And all of a sudden, like we get good by the, by the nature of just doing it, you know? And then that same philosophy has transcended in every single industry and every single evolution of my, my identity. Wow. Like everywhere. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like, I have this ability to just, as long as I have this passion to contribute, whatever I know, like my toolbox, like I'm bringing to the table. And then also when you go into a collaboration, when you contribute, you can't be like, running the show and trying to trying to be like the the big man but it seems like a lot of people just want it to be easy they want someone to collaborate with them and them to do all the work the other person as opposed to also contributing uh, 
have you always had that mindset of I want to add maximum value to this collaboration or partnership or where did that come about? Whenever you add the maximum value, your output is going to be greater than what you think. So that's the, like, it's just, th this is the kind of thing you learn early on. So once you put in all the time, then, you know, at least for yourself, you know, there's obviously like records that I've spent like a lot of time, way more time than records that just like naturally flowed in. It was, it was a very quick process and they blew up and they, and, and these ones don't happen, you know? You spend more time on stuff yeah. that doesn't blow up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And other things, it's like one day and it's like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, so what, like to manage that, okay, this is like, I'm going to digress, but to manage that, I, I, once I started seeing that and it like kind of hurts your ego a bit, right? You're like, I spent so much time on this and it just didn't pop off or make the impact you expect it to make. You just have to, you have to like level the whole field of your expectations of, you know, I mean, back then it wasn't streams, but you know, Downloads like now, streets yeah, or whatever, yeah. yeah, whatever it might be, how you indicate a success of a song. I have to, I just like, at this point, I don't even think about, I mean, we have this managerial conversations, which like, that's what the managers do is like, how do you, how do you make this record get more visibility or, you know, listenership? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, I just need to know, like in my heart, like genuinely, I'm, I'm happy with it, whether it gets like, you know, whatever. A billion like, streams or a hundred streams. Exactly. Yeah. And you, then, gotta, you gotta love it. Yeah. Like that's, that's the core of it for sure. And then like, in, in the then I look retrospectively, okay, then I could be strategic. But like in the moment, it I don't want to affect my creative process. Yes. But retrospectively, I'm like, okay, these this didn't work, and now I have to learn to pivot, and I have to learn to try things, and that's the nature of being a, 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 a I guess an entrepreneur in yeah. many ways or an innovator is that you need to learn how to pivot. And, and with culture being so unforgiving and so fast paced, you Constantly know, changing. And, yeah. And how, how fast, how fast the attention spans are going and, and how, you know, you have to be ahead. You have to constantly reinvent yourself and, and pivot fast. So, and it's a, it's why it's never, it's a very tiring, it can be very tiring as a creator. Cause you can't just like rest on your laurels or you can't do the same wheel that you've already created. You have to. I mean, you have like this general, like general wheel of how you do things, but you have to constantly like change, change the parts. This is fascinating stuff, man. I want to continue on this conversation about collaboration because I feel like there's a lot of people in, I grew up in the sports world playing sports and it was a lot about competition. It was like, yeah. you need to win yeah. in order to succeed. <laughs> you, there's a winner and there's a loser. Yeah. Sure. You need to collaborate with your teammates, but you're always trying to beat someone and I took that into my kind of entrepreneurial journey after sports in my mid to late twenties, where I was very competitive, win, lose. And I realized that that got me success, but it left me feeling very unfulfilled. And about 10 years ago, I realized that's not how I want to be anymore. So everything became about collaboration, Right. It became about how can I interview someone else and make it about them, not make it about me. Right. How can I elevate other people and collaborate? But it seems to be like a lot of people in business, in music, in the arts are still, there's a, still a competitive mindset in the world for a lot of people. Not everyone. Yeah. Um, why do you think so many people are still in a competitive mindset in different industries as opposed to in this collaborative mindset like you've been? So I, before we get to that, I, I do like this 
thing you're saying, like how you would like to elevate who you're interviewing. It's yes. like this collaboration is yeah. more about elevating someone else. So that really is the magical sauce in the studio. So when I'm in the studio with, with an artist that comes, you know, now they end up coming to my house or because my studio's in my house. Um, and I have a studio here in LA. Actually, I did, I did some legendary sessions here in LA um, and it's still here. So I have a studio here and I have a studio in Vegas. But in, in any case, the I think the magical dust in this whole thing is is like to elevate them. You know, it's not about me. Like they they're already coming to me. That's already enough. They already know that like that that they were like I want to work with that Steve Aoki, like power production whatever it is that they come for. So I like I don't need to I don't need to flex or do anything. I'm I'm going to do it anyways. Right. You're going to have your moment. I'm going to do it. I'm like, I don't need to show it. It's about like empowering them. Yes. And giving them center stage and giving them this feeling of what you're talking about. This, 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 like, like, this is about you. Letting them shine. Yeah. I want to let you shine. And then we could decide how we want to take it. What direction, what emotion, what, like, you know, are we going to go more in your lane? Are we going to go more in my lane? Are we going to take a whole new different lane? You know, and that's, that that you find out later on, once the creative process is going, like oh, actually we're gonna go more this direction, because that flow is more reminiscent of this, and now what we want it to resonate with people here. Right. So it's like I think that's like um, the power of collaboration to get the the best output for what you're doing is really is really about giving more mm-hmm. and also learning and be becoming more of a student and listening so yeah i mean it is a power of contribution what you're contributing but when you've already kind of made it you don't need to show that because you're going to contribute anyways yes so by the track record you're like this this particular person you could tell they contributed plenty they you know that their pattern is to contribute contribute at the maximum level right you want to work with those people yes because you've already seen the track record yeah so like I want to work with them, and then when you're in the studio, then you then the human to human connection starts. Right. And if you're like overpowering, you're gonna you're gonna take away their creative space. Like I'm here to like let you shine, and the more and more they feel that, and the more environment I give them to be in that zone, as it's it's them. That's beautiful. Then then the magic will happen. But you have, like, it takes time to get there sometimes. Yes. Sometimes it takes a whole, like, two sections. Right. Sometimes it's, like, immediate, you know? It just, you just don't know because everyone's different. You different know? process for everyone. Do you feel like if you had more of a competitive mindset for the last, you know, since you started in this industry, if you were more like, I'm going to hoard my secrets and my talents and my skills and I'm going to make it all about me and I'm going to try to, you know, you know, build this thing about me and only me and kind of, you know, work with some people here and there, but really working with people to build my platform more as opposed to shared collaboration. Do you feel like you'd be more successful financially or have more of an audience if you made it more about you? This I don't time? think so. I really? think, yeah, I think if you hoard too much, the, I mean, the world loves like this transparency, you know, it's like, and like now the way the way the world is it's like like they want to see all of it you know so if you're hoarding and you're like i mean there's like there's no real secrets though 
you know, of course, like, yeah, yeah, it, like, you know, it's a secret sauce to pizza and like the sauces and the secret, like, you know, like, yeah, of course it tastes a little different, but like the ingredients are all the same. Yeah. You know, music's music as it can be made differently, you know? So at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it's like, I, I, I don't care to hide any of that because it's, there's nothing to really hide. There's no like secret in the cakes. You know, there is, there is a six page cake writer that, that goes, gets <laughs> sent to like, promoters so they have to follow because i need that cake to explode all over someone's face sure sure and there's no secrets in my production uh-huh. um and and honestly my music i want it to evolve and change so the secret or whatever the the ingredients of of my productions always going to innovate and change anyways and the more people i work with it's going to change even faster and so and, you'll pick up ideas, you'll learn yeah, something, yeah. Right, and I and I want and I and I bring in not just like singers to the studio or other producers. I bring in instrument like instrumentalists, uh-huh. like musicians. I'm like, I want to hear a sax player this time. I want to hear cool. someone else. I, I I play guitar riff. I'm like, I need to get that played better and different. But here's the the, the base of what I want. Mm. And I'll bring in a, a, like a, a guitarist that's gonna like, you know, take that to the next level. Wow, because. At the end of the day, I have to remember, I'm the producer. So as a producer, you're listening for what is the best of all the takes. And so the best of all takes, you, you can't be selfish and be like, they're all my takes. No. You know, there's going to be a better singer. I've, I've sing a, I sing a line. I'm like, I need someone else to sing it better. You know, or I have like a bunch of different people come into my house. We do writing camps mm. and take different rooms and, and, and we build like the kind of like the mood board of what we're going for over the day, but with freedom to kind of expand and then, you know, just allow everyone to be free. And then as the producer and the A&R and the ear, which I trust that, then I kind of pick my favorite parts and then go, we're going to Frankenstein or Koppenstein uh-huh. all these together. Koppenstein's to, cool. <laughs> yeah. And comp these like ideas into one thing, you know, and, and then and go, oh, this fits these five different artists I like to hit up, you know, and then, then I do some outreach. Right. And then, you know, and like, you know, it's like most of the time it's like, you can't, if you hit up like, Hey manager, can you hit up their manager? And like, yeah, they can, but like that usually falls on deaf ears. Like you got, it's, like, it's usually yeah. artist to artist yeah. that starts the conversation because they have to really want it too. And then they'll go, all right, team, you guys do the work that, that <laughs> we started this yes, now, yeah, yeah, yeah moving yeah. forward it's like with me and podcasting it's you know probably 95 percent of the bookings are through me having a relationship sending someone a message a dm yeah commenting on it say hey i'd love to have you on and then figuring out the timing with our teams of when this is going to happen you know most of the time that's that's the way it goes down um so what i'm hearing you say is that you, if you were more in a competitive mindset this whole time and hoarding your talents and information, you wouldn't be as successful as if you were been collaborating this entire time. So I'm absolutely competitive. Right. Absolutely competitive. I, I like everything is a competition. Not necessarily with other people though. Right. Okay. So that's like I think that's a major difference. Interesting. So and I, I compete with myself with everything, you know, and this is not just like for music, this is like my health. I know biomarkers, the sleep you know? stores, everything, everything. Yeah. yeah, like you know, I got my, I, I got like all kinds of data. Like data is everything, right? So I love data in this regard because that's how you truly can 
better yourself, compete yeah. with your previous self. And, you know, I do my, my, uh, my blood draws and just check all my levels and go, okay, I need a little bit more here, a little bit less of this. How do I tool this? I, that's a fun game to gamify how you compete with yourself is actually fun and it engages you more. And, and I'm a big, I'm really big into gamifying. I, 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 I like gamifying everything I do because it makes it more interesting. And then of course, you know, you do something consistently over time. It's no longer a chore, right? So I already know, understand that you do that. It's for your life. lifestyle. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really wanna say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In the beginning, like if you don't gamify it, it makes it more difficult. Whether it's like stop eating certain carbs to working out a certain amount of time to doing something that you need to do consistently that's, that takes a lot of time. Uh, or doesn't like meditation, whatever it might be, or reading a book or something like that, where you could easily disregard it and carry on through your life and, and feel satisfied, but you could always be more enriched. Right. So I, I gamify competition with myself on all levels. But to collaborate with others. Yes. I mean, collaboration is part of this competition. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So like, like to be, to be more like, like at the end of the day, I think one of my goals is just one of my consistent goals. I, I don't, I don't say it out loud. It's like unconscious. I care deeply about being a global artist because I love touring the world. I love playing in front of fans from all different 
like aspects and parts of the world, right? So I love that. I love that I've been consistently touring and playing in front of, you know, playing all over the place for, you know, for 15 plus years. And I want to continue doing it. So with that intention, the collaborative process is a huge part of that, you mm. know? You know, if I, if I like go to Australia, I'm like booking myself in a studio, you know, whether it's not, you know, I remember I did that. I worked with Trippy Red there, but I didn't, you know, I didn't work with Australian artists, but I, my intention is to work with artists in, of that region to like, to learn, to collaborate, to try to, you know, build bridges and make new kinds of music and new kinds of art. What I'm curious about is health and relationships with you, because I remember years ago watching the documentary you had talking about, uh, you know, this new obsession of health. I think it was like five years ago or something. Yeah. And you've really dialed in, you know, the data, the measuring and tracking things with your health over the last, I guess, five years, your deep in nutrition, sleep, sauna, ice baths, all these different things. You've set up your life to really optimize health. But with 250 plus tours a year, how do you maintain that with all the travel? For me, yeah, when I true. travel, I'm like, man, it's like hard on the body. It I'm is a true. big guy. And yeah. Even if you got a private jet, it's still like, oh man, just being up in the air and yeah. feeling bloated or whatever it is. How do you how do you stay healthy is the first part. And then I want to talk about how do you keep healthy relationships in life while you're always on the go? Yeah. So the health part, I think it's about eliminating certain things. So when as an artist, you're pampered. You're a spoiled little brat. <laughs> so you get whatever you want. Really, I mean, it's like you can just get whatever. So like you could become a gluttonous human and just be like, just feed me everything I want. You know, like you can get to this point. So it's about not, you know, having discipline. Discipline is a really important key aspect of, of survival, one, and and figuring out what, like, you know, what is healthy for you long-term, the long game. Because, you know, we all want to have that dopamine rush. We all want to have that, that you know, luxury, you know, of, of not, not, being com- not being comfortable or whatever it is because we have the means and we have the finances and we have the access to, to be comfortable. Right. And there's, and there's alcohol and desserts and food and you're throwing cakes at people and you have every type <laughs> of sugary, alcohol, gluttonous thing you could have at your fingertips yeah, every day. It's just, it's just easy to do, to have it all. And, but it's just, it's a discipline game. So like, it's about like, what's more important to you? So I think that question, yes. you need to answer that question and have a firm understanding of your answer early on and be very clear. I think like a lot of these like self affirmations and things like that are really important for any artist to be like, what is it that you really want? Do you just want to like live fast, die young, that kind of style and just like be gluttonous and just go through life and then, and then, but you will be hurting later on. I promise you that. Or you're going to just be burnt out and not, not want to do this. Because you kind of had that lifestyle early on, right? Where it's like, I'm just going to go hard and I'll, you know, just run it to the end and burn the candle on both ends. Wasn't that kind of like early on? That, that was early on, yeah. And then what was the switch for you to be like, actually, I want to live a long, healthy life and not die young? The thing is, um, was after my father passed away in 2008, a lot of these questions about life and death and you know, dealing with tragedy in a way where like death is as real as it gets. And then seeing, you know, friends of mine pass away, other DJs pass away, um, artists pass away. It, it's like, 
you, you could you could have it all and just die you know and then like that's it life's over you know or your career is gone you know uh, like and you're like how do these careers just disappear it might be of their own accord as well too you know you don't you don't it could be for any reason but i love what i do and i don't want to see that end and i also don't want to die and i also want to make sure people around me have that same kind of knowledge base that i'm learning on how to play the long game you know how do you play the long game because you love what you do for one i love my life i love the fact that i can do what i love to do and so then it becomes an easier answer for me once I start putting those questions in front of me. And then because of, you know, where I am, I was lucky to get the access to like find out not just what everyone already has the access to because the, the internet is open. It's free to learn so much about health. I mean, a lot of what I learned about health is just by going on like Huberman, Huberman Labs podcast or Joe Rogan or whatever these different like avenues are that are free. And there's different people interviewing these experts, you know, you know, giving tips on like, oh, this could help. Okay, let me try that if it's like in my means, you know. Uh, I, you know, I was sitting with Brian Johnson, who's like, you know, really studying his body on a daily, weekly, monthly basis on what works, what doesn't work. And it's interesting because he's like in his own space, like always. I'm not, I'm moving. So we had a really interesting conversation of, you know, how, what are the applications I could take from what you're doing that, that like that, that for, for someone that's moving as much as possible. Right. He's in the same environment every yeah. day. You're in a different Controlled environment, environment every day. Every day. So yeah. he's going to always have perfect air temperature, perfect water, <laughs> perfect food, all these different things. Like, yeah. So his, his, like his biological age might be 20 or 21 or something. Mine's 33 which is pretty good being 45, you know, and I want to reduce that further by tooling and tooling and tooling and then keeping check, check, uh, check up on my metrics, on my analytics, on, on, on my blood, on, on my whole levels and everything. So that's where I really spend, and I gamify it and I have fun with it. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time on getting the diagnostic checks. I always tell my mom that she's 80 now, like you have to have a really true sense of your diagnostics because that's the only way you know what was working what isn't working how to like you know stop yourself you know you now with ai you can have these predictive models to to so that you don't get the cancer you don't get certain things that you know will debilitate your energy levels or debilitate you and and and, and kill you that's fascinating man i love this um and i'm curious about relationships again health is challenging enough <laughs> being in one environment, but you've gamified it and you do the tracking and the measurements and then diagnostics, which is powerful, which helps you stay aware of where your health is at. But what about relationships? How do you keep friendships, business partnerships going, intimate relationships going? How do you manage and navigate that when you're always on the go? Yeah, friendships is tough as far as like, you know, these long-term friendships, like, you know, and, and luckily I have a few that always keep tabs on me, which like encourage myself to make sure that I am consistently building, you know, those long-term relationships and keeping finding time for, for them. Um, that's difficult. That's like a very small piece of the pie chart as far as my time. And then the majority of my, my friendships are people I work with. I think this like generally just how you're around how them all the time. Yeah. I'm around them. So the people I work with, I have to make sure 
that they're great people. But you like them. Yeah. They're <laughs> not just like great for what they do, but they have to be great people because like that energy is going to sink into just me, whether it's my business or whatnot. It doesn't matter. It's just about me. You know, at the end of the day, we have to always work with people that are just healthy for you. Um, and then intimate relationships. I'm, I'm single, which is <laughs> probably the, 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 the big deficit as far as my relationships go. I, I've like somehow held on to some long-term relationships through my really intense schedule. Um, but I'm like, as you get older, you, you're, you're, you're kind of like what you're looking for becomes a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and there's a certain it's the window is small. So more and more selective. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's like they have to fit in your world as much as you fit in their world, which makes it even tighter for someone like me, but I don't mind being single right now. It's not, I'm not like lonely and desperate to find someone. I'm, I'm very fulfilled in all these other categories that I think I'll let time eventually just right. Let it ride itself to, to the, the right person unfold it. Yeah. Cause you mentioned, you know, the, the amount of love that you feel doing a massive show is overwhelming, you know, emotionally overwhelming. You feel it in your body, you know, you're emoting and, and expressing yourself in beautiful ways. And you mentioned the only other thing that you get that from is love. Yeah. Potentially, right? Yeah. It's like the only way I could feel that more on a consistent basis would be love or in a relationship with yeah. that loving feeling. Yeah. Do you feel like you're missing out if you're not? having that love also with one person to celebrate all these things with it's true it's true like i I do think about that but i i'm not rushing it yeah you know i think when i was if i was younger when i was younger if when i was younger for sure i was like i really need this have this person but then that becomes more of this codependent thing that that i've learned to to you know i understand what the codependency looks like feels like and is it's not healthy yeah and it and like in in a lot of my relationships they were codependent yeah and it felt so good but i didn't understand what codependency meant until my last relationship where we we got to uh go to couples counseling and really understand what what makes our relationship healthy what how do we sustain through that you know and what codependency feels like because i always ended up becoming that way so and once i realized that then you just you you have more self love, and you just you don't need to fall or rush for something that might be unhealthy for you. And luckily, I have an immense love and re- relationship with my my mom and my sister, and my brothers, and my 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 all my siblings. We have a great loving bonding relationship that I get fueled from that, and I see them consistently. Like knowing that my mom is around the corner for me and for my house, I see her. We have lunch together, dinner. We, we, we hog, we talk and we just, and we, we feel the embrace like that. That's already, I'm so lucky to have that. That's like a really big part of, that's like really big core of my love bank. So I'm, I'm so fortunate to have that consistently. That's beautiful, man. That's really beautiful. This is inspiring stuff, man. I'm excited about everything that you're working on and everything that you're doing. I'm curious. This is a question I've been asking some of my guests because you've had a, a wild last 15 years. I mean, you've had so much success. We haven't even talked about the entrepreneurial mind that you have and the businesses that you've built and the IP you're building and the fashion lines and all these other things that you're doing as an artist, not just in the music, but art and business in lots of other ways that you've done. But I'm curious, if you could go into the future, 15 years, you know, you've had a wild 15 years, an incredible run, but if you can go 15 years in the future, 
you said you're 45 now, is that yeah, right? 60. So 60, right? You turned 60. <laughs> and, and if you could just put yourself in that uh, uh, emotional mind space for a moment, and if your 60-year-old self could give you three pieces of advice for today, for everything you're about to experience over the next 15 years. And again, I've seen behind the scenes a lot of the things that you've done just in the last three years, you know, being in text threads with you and WhatsApp groups and seeing all the things that you've been doing. The speed of your acceleration in the last three years has been astronomical. You're also going planning to go to the moon at some point, which I want to talk about that as well. But I can only imagine what the next 15 years look like if you keep with this speed of acceleration. Um, if that is your vision, I don't know what your vision yeah. is. But if you're 60 and you go through everything that you know you're about to go through over the next three, five, 10, 15 years, what would be three things that you would say to your current self to prepare you for what's to come so that you create the best experience possible? Okay, so the first one, is 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 um you probably wouldn't expect but this is what I'm, I'm going back to what i would say when i was 15 which is a big one for me what's that wear earplugs like and, <laughs> and actually protect your hearing because my hearing we talk about like biohacking and having like a slowing down the aging process and, and you know like my obsession with health hearing is a big one my hearing is like old as dirt like it's probably a 60 year old hearing at this point. I have tinnitus. I can hear ringing right now. Wow. It's consistent, constant forever. So, and I've done neurofeedback and I understand like my, my markers and my brain. Um, there's two areas of, of problems. One is hearing because it's like dominating my whole brain. It's so loud. Like all the time, 24 yeah. seven. And it just gets louder. How do you sleep when it's always I ringing? Just, I'm, I can, I'm just used to it at this point. Wow. So it's like I did, I live with constant ringing in my ears forever. So it's just There's no way it. to heal it? There's no way to like... No, there's no way to heal it. Like I'm, uh, maybe in the future, I'm hoping. But at this point, like I accept that it'll be this way forever because this is how it is. And I'm okay with it. Once you accept it... Yeah. It doesn't just have like, It's like being in COVID. Like once you accept that you're stuck at home, you're actually okay with it. Like I love being home. So I'm I almost like you have to accept and like love it. Like, hey, ring in, you're cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Protect hearing, your hearing though. Yeah. So I, I here's another thing with the neurofeedback that I learned. So uh the hearing is an issue. My memory ha is also an issue. And uh I did a spec scan of my brain as well with Dr. Amen. Yeah, and, me too. And, I did yeah. that, yeah. And, Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Your brain. Yeah. So my um my, uh, what do you call it? My temporal lobes, you know, they're, they're actually right near my inner ear. Like they're like, they come down like a helmet, you know, that area that's like kind of messed up. And like, you can see in the video. Near the ears, huh? Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with like the damage to the temporal lobes is the like loud music. And the, the problem I have is when I'm playing shows, I need it loud. I want to feel it from the inside. Like, like, it's so important. I can't just be like, it's not like I'm playing like, you know, music, listening to while I'm cooking or something or whatever. You know, I, I don't cook, by the way. But um, you know what I mean? But it's you, not like, <laughs> Can you play it loud to the audience, but also have headphones and still be loud enough, but not damaging? I, I'm like blasting my monitors. So you can hear. Yeah. And I have earplugs in. So like, my God. I, there's, I know there's some level of damage that's happening, but 
I need to feel it. So I'm blasting and putting earplugs in. So I'm like cutting out the highs and lows. So that's like issue one. But my memory is being affected. I think, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, memory, a lot of your memory is in the temporal lobes, possibly. Gotcha. I think. I think that's what he said. So, so number one, you'd say to yourself, protect your hearing. Protect my hearing. And at 60 year old, yep. Yeah. Number two, protect my memory. Which, because like those are two uh, aspects of my brain that I have issues in. Of aging too, right? When yeah. you lose memory, you, you age more, right? Or not part well, of it? No, we just, for, I mean, your life is memories. Yeah, it is. Your brain like, is your an artifact. Your collection of memories. Your brain is an artifact of your all your experiences and memories. Yes. And I'm like neurotic about this idea of losing my memory. It's like, you know, kind of unconscious reason why I started my foundation to focus entirely on brain health because I want to find cures for degenerative brain disease oh. for Alzheimer's. Um, also to do some really interesting, like science fiction kind of stuff. Um, cause a lot of that stems with from one, our imagination. Right. That's true. And two is a lot of it's like, if we can understand how the brain works, we're going to be able to do things that are extraordinary. You know, and, and we're doing it right now. There's like certain things that are happening in, you know, in the labs and in real life that aren't really being discussed that are very science fiction based. But regardless, um, I'd say like those two. Okay. And the third? Protect my brain, my memory mm -hmm. as much as possible by doing whatever I need to do that. So at 60, I'm still, I can remember everything at 45 because <laughs> memories are so important to life. They are. So important to life. And like it's just like those movies you watch, or like the science fiction movies, like okay, hey, I'm gonna zap your memory of your wife, and you could feel the dread you feel when like someone's gonna do that to someone as like a torture mechanism. I remember seeing that. I forgot what movie it was, and he's like, if you don't give me this information, I'm gonna zap your memory of your wife and or your daughter or something. And you're like, you're like, no, I'll give you everything. You know, it's like such a big part of. You know, and then that, that could just naturally happen. Right. Right. And you're, you don't want that to happen. You don't want to lose memories of things that, that give you love and make you who you are. So, um, hearing memory, uh, are very important. And I think the most important is quality time with the people you love. Because when I really break down, what are the highlights of your life? They're spending time with my mom, my family, my sister, like, and I, and I limit that because I'm touring so much, you know? So when I, when I like, I talk to my, my sisters on the phone, my brothers on the phone and we're all traveling, doing our things. And I, like some, like a lot of things we say is like, we have to spend more time together because life goes by so fast, you know? So I, I think like that is the number one is quality time with family because because life is finite it is I, I, I you know in in this understanding of what life is it's finite until we we reach life. this technological breakthrough point but as of, as it is now it's finite and anyone any one of us can be gone and like we're like god you know the first thing you say is i wish i had more time so the quality time with the people that you love is the number one thing and then memory and then hearing wow Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. 
assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's good advice from 60-year-old self. Because I think that, I mean, career, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to excel. You're going to succeed. You're going to fail. You can do all these things and that you're going to do, but that's not really going to be like, if I win a Grammy, I was like, you know, it's like a career highlight, a goal of mine to get a Grammy, you know, it's not going to change anything emotionally for me that I'm like, oh, like I, if I can say Grammy or like having more and more like amazing memories with the people I love, I'm going to be like the Grammy. Who gives a shit about this award? You know, like it's it's clear that you need like the the time you spend with the people you love is by far, you know, exponentially greater. You've got some new uh, music coming out pretty soon. Yeah, can you share more about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here and, and, and you're touring as yeah. well, and all these different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is the second part of my um, new IP called Hero Quest. Okay. And uh, it's called Double Helix. Um, and it's a full list of collaborators on there. Like I said, Paris Hilton's on there. We're going to drop our single next month. I have a song with a country singer named Ernest who's incredible. Um, it's a really great song. Really excited to drop that new song with Dana Paola from Mexico. Uh -huh. um, we're dropping that on the 29th, right before the Canelo fight. Very um, cool. I think she's going to be out there too. So we're going to be able to do some fun stuff around our single Okay. in Vegas. Every album I do is just tons of different collaborations. Latin, I got Gracie on the, on the album too. She's a Colombian artist. Um, you know, it, like I dropped a bunch of singles already. Um, and it's a, the continuation to the Hero Quest story. So what's exciting to announce with this one is uh, for the first album, I dropped a CD, which, I mean, no one does CDs anymore. Right, correct. But I, I put inside a Hero Quest card that you open in a pack. People got so excited to get these packs that the CD sold 30,000 copies in five hours. Wow. Which is ridiculous because, I, you know, like most CDs just don't sell. So people were obsessed with these Hero Quest cards. And then I dropped like a second series of cards around the remix album. And we sold 30,000 packs there. So like there's this real interest in collecting this IP and and you know cards of the IP right is this the same business that you launched recently yeah the card business yeah so I launched um, this comp uh, I, I founded co-founded this company called MetaZoo and it's uh we create our own world based on cryptids so like you know like Bigfoot Loch Ness Monster Chupacabra you know uh, Grizzly uh, like uh, Smokey the Bear you know like what like things that are made up by human lore, like we just make up because we see a ghost in the corner, like, oh, that's the ghost of 
Christmas past. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's that's a cryptid. Wow. So we we made a whole world of all cryptids. That's interesting. It's all public domain. That's so cool. And and then we like you know people that are like obsessed with Bigfoot. Now we have twenty million of of the people that are obsessed with Bigfoot. We might capture like five million of them or one million of them, and they'll collect those cards. And we we started in February twenty twenty one. Uh, with a Kickstarter box, with Kickstarter, and by December 2022, we already grossed like 40 million dollars in selling carts and building community. You know, once again, the community is this collaborative process of 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 how you can you just need to enrich and grow and really believe in what you're doing. That's incredible. So that's MetaZoo, and then HeroQuest is its own IP that that I created, which. Um, combines music culture like my music culture with with like collectible card culture and creating a whole new ip of characters and this new album i'm dropping a book i wrote with jim krueger which i'm still finishing up so like the album's gonna drop and then this you know what's becoming to be around 250 to 300 page book that um that uh, me and jim are writing right now um and jim i work with he's an Eisner award-winning writer for D- DC, Marvel, Hero, Neon Future for me and Tom Bilyeu. Mm-hmm. So we wrote this together, the story of HeroQuest, and it's also coming with cards and the CD and like all f- kinds of fun stuff. And, you know, I'm, that's going to be like the, the entree or the onboarding into the world of HeroQuest now. It was all like pre-IP, you know, what I was doing before, and now I can drop the story. That's incredible, you know, man. Because I want people to read the story of HeroQuest. You get the album, the musical story, the musical album, and how it ties to the story. And then you get the cards that people love to collect. So that's exciting to be able to finally do all that. This is amazing. Where can we get access to all this stuff? So the obviously when the album drops, you can just listen to it everywhere, you know, on streaming. But the book and the cards and all that and the CD, that's going to... I mean, we're, we're going to have links everywhere on stevieoki.com. It's like, you know. stevieoki.com will have all this stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's basically, once you know, once you follow me, it's, it, I'll You'll be, see it. I'll be, <laughs> it's just going to be out there. You're everywhere on social media. I love your social media content. Steve Aoki on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all these places. But stevieoki.com for tour dates, the album drop, for everything that you're working on, the cars, the fashion. I mean, you got 30 businesses, it feels like. You're everywhere, so. But that's the main hub where they yeah. can find everything. Exactly. Yeah. Get on the newsletter, see yeah. everything. Yeah. And how many yeah. how many tour dates are you doing the rest of this year, or or nights are you doing? Um. Well, like this year, I'll probably do about over two hundred fifty shows. So, yeah, it's like it's interesting. Like since COVID, I thought I was going to slow down, because <laughs> <laughs> when does Stevie okay slow down? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I was doing three hundred at one point, and then I it was just literally like no time off. A two two hundred or two fifty is like my my sweet spot because I, then I have at least a hundred seventy five to hundred days at home, which I love being home. So what I've realized it's a mindset thing, it's a mindset shift. So it, once I I put my mindset into treating the road as my home and my home as my vacation, then it all works. That's cool. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. This is this was 
very inspiring to hear about your creative process, your collaborative mind, and just the way you think about these things as an artist. It's really beautiful, man. Thank you. Um, and hopefully I can get out to Vegas one of these days and yeah. just come come watch a show as well. Yeah, we do the cold plunge sauna. I'm in, man. Let's show. do yeah, it. We'll I'm do in. It I don't know if I can stay out till 3 a.m. I might have to take a nap and come for a part of it. But uh, make sure if you guys are in Vegas to go watch Steve. I think you're there with 50 nights a year, yeah. 50 shows a year right now. So if you go there... Look up if he's doing a show there for sure and go support him. Follow him everywhere on social media. I've got um, two final questions for you. Before I ask them, is there anything else we can do to be of support to you today? Mm, no, I mean, I think, you know, just, I guess, check out my social media, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, check it out, the album, all these different things. Um, yeah. I want to I acknowledge you before I ask these final two questions. I want to acknowledge you, uh, Steve, for... And your consistency and your commitment. Because I think you mentioned this, there's a lot of artists or just people in different industries, whether it's business or writing or music, there's a lot of people that don't stay consistent over time. They they might have big moments, but then they fall off or they, they treat people poorly and people don't wanna work with them. But I really acknowledge you for you know 15 plus years of consistently showing up and adding value to your communities, to other artists, to other business partners, and saying, how can I provide value as opposed to only take? And I think in the world of, you know, at least what it seems like in the world of social media and the world of celebrities or big artists who are on social media, you can't always tell if they have the best intentions in mind. And I really appreciate how you show up for people. And I know you're not a perfect human being, but I appreciate your consistency over 15 years and just constantly showing up saying, how can I collaborate? How can I add value? It's really cool, man. So I acknowledge you for that. This is a question I, uh, these last two questions. I asked you about your 60 year old self on the advice you would give your current self, but I have another hypothetical scenario. I'd love for you to imagine that you get to live as long as you want and accomplish everything you want to accomplish. Uh, but, but it's the last day on earth for you at some point, live as long as you want. And for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your work with you, all of your art, your music, this conversation, anything you create, it's got to go with you to the next place. So we don't have access to your content anymore. All your IP gone, but you get to leave behind three lessons to the whole world. Three things that you know to be true from all the life you've lived. And this is all we would have to remember you by are these three lessons. What would be those three truths? <laughs> what would be those three truths for you? I love sci-fi. I was like, Thinking to myself, <laughs> in this, this, uh, there's a whole new world of yeah. what where things would be. Um, what would be those three? Those three lessons of truth. That's all we have to. I, I, well, one is is to is going back to what I was saying. Uh, the the most important thing is is you have to really give your the best quality time to the people that you love. Um. When you when you give, it's so much more powerful than receiving, and because like I I think it's very selfish to give, because it feels better. It feels incredible. Yes. you know when you give something, you could see someone's face light up with like like genuine joy and happiness. It's the greatest feeling, especially when you love them, and you want to just continue this this like feeling. Because at the end of the day, that's like life. You want to feel amazing in that in that regard. Because if you can go to sleep and wake up with that same feeling every day, you, you're like, what can be better? Yeah. 
and that's free you know that that feeling of gift is a, it's a it's like it doesn't cost any money so anyone could do that you know just by just you know helping and being being part of someone's life in the, in a positive way that's fulfilling so that's 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 like one for sure um i i think i think that's like they're all they're all there it's like one is that and then two is and going back to what we're talking about the contribution like always give the most because mm -hmm. like at the end of the day when you think about um you know reputation things like that I, whenever i think about people that have great reputations they're transparent they always they always like offer more and and you know like you know like of course we all we, we get we get greedy we get selfish and we're like oh but if if i just take right now that i'll have more but if you keep doing that like you're you're gonna lose all like all your relationships right you know i i that's that's a hundred percent certainty if you think short term only for yourself you will hundred percent have like no future in in with those people that's just that's just unless it's like a unconditional like mom it's like i have to like take care of my son it's like always just taking 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 you know even the mom might get a little <laughs> for you so i think you have to give maximum level of like you know give as much as you can on contribution so i think it's about maximum value of what you you put out whatever you do don't be passive don't give the bare minimum. If you're gonna do it, you have to give as much as possible. Yes. And the more you do it, you're always gonna be someone that people want to work with. You know, someone that people will remember. Like, like, oh, they're great to work with. They're great that they they give because they always do more. And they don't want they don't want anything else in return. So that that's actually a big uh, thing to remember. The people that give a lot and they don't want anything in return consistently they're like they don't they actually do it just to do it you know those people like you want to work with those people you want to be those people right that is like a powerful one is like giving as much as you possibly can if you are going to do it if you don't like you don't have to do it all like saying no is just as important too like i can oh, i can't give as much time so i'm not going to do it right so you have to make that decision so i think how you contribute has to be the the best that you can so that's two yeah and and three i think three would be on the idea of collaboration <laughs> <laughs> let's let's stay within the box here um three is having an open mind to try many different things and to learn and always be a great listener and always be a great student to learn you know, to receive, you know, and like really truly be present in the, and the receiving side of things. Yeah. And be grateful in that. This is where like gratitude will help you be a, a great listener. Cause the more grateful you are, you're, you're going to be more present. Cause the second you're like, Oh, I'm so like honored to be here. I'm so grateful to be here. You are 100% going to be present and you're going to receive everything coming to you. You know, the people that go to like school and that they don't, they have to pay for it are usually the ones sitting in the front of the class. Right. And they're like, I paid so much money to be here. 
I have to listen. I have to learn. I I need to learn this. And the people that like like their parents will pay for their education. A lot of the time they're they're like, oh gosh, so be here. Oh my god, you know. So it's like if you you have to be grateful just to be in the room to receive, and then you're going to be able to use that information to go to number two. You know, to contribute that absolutely to give the most maximum yeah. value. Those are those are powerful, man. I love this. Um, final question, Steve. What is your definition of greatness? That's you. <laughs> That's your whole thing. Right? <laughs> oh my god, I'm winging it right now. At this point, I love it though, man. It's great. Yeah. So I have to like stop and think. So I, I didn't even like it's think all about good. things. Yeah. What's the definition of greatness for you? What is it? Um. God, what's the definition of greatness? Like, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> Um, I feel like I said it already, you know, but I know this is like, you, you need this one. You need this one. <laughs> this, is, this is all you, <laughs> the definition of greatness. It can be simple. It can be short. It doesn't have to be long. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think cause it's like, it, it is like a important one, you know? I mean, the definition of greatness is like all, all, it's very similar to like the definition of success, you know, like what is success to me? It's not, it's not like up to someone else to define that success. That's really important. That's like, you know, I think it's like, it's, it's a little bit complicated because, um, I think what we think of what's great is always what other people think is what's great. You know, like success is always what like society deems is what's successful or what's great. So I, I, it's really about like, how do I feel about myself? Do I feel great because I was able to accomplish these things? So it's it's more about how I feel like like did I did I do something where it made me feel great for myself, you know whether it's finishing a song or it could be simply just having lunch with my mom, you know like these are things that they make me feel great today. Yeah. So it's I think it's all more subjective and yeah. and, and 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 it's always it's always like. It's always a new challenge. Yeah, I think that the 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 idea of greatness is a challenge. It's always a challenge. It's not. It can never be within your comfort zone. It has to be not. It's got to be outside the comfort zone, but not impossible. So in this like kind of like this this area where it's you need to go beyond what's comfortable and into this zone of that's what's what's like attainable, but it's difficult. Yeah. There you have it, Stevie Oki. My man, thanks, thanks for being here, brother. Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's episode with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me personally, as well as ad-free listening, then make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode in that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps us figure out how we can support and serve you moving forward. And I want to remind you if no one has told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Yeah.